part two chapter eight of the friendship of christ by robert hugh benson this librivox recording is in the public domain part two christ in the exterior chapter eight christ in the saint you are the light of the world matthew chapter five verse fourteen we have seen how christ is present in his priest through the character and the mission that the priest receives it is christ who speaks through his mouth when he delivers the message of the gospel it is christ too who using the priest's will and intention as well as his words and actions performs the supernatural acts of the sacramental and sacerdotal rites finally the universal characteristics of the priesthood such as its separation from the world and simultaneously its accessibility these are nothing else but characteristics of christ himself precipitated as it were in a human medium but there is another holiness in the world besides that of external consecration namely personal holiness or moral sanctity we have now to consider christ's relations to this also his presence in the saint number one when we examine the catholic religion as it actually surrounds us we find that the saints and above all mary queen of saints are vital and essential elements in the system it is certainly true to say that no person born of human parents has exercised and exercises such an influence on the human race as mary the mother of our lord or to put it yet more gently that no influence is ascribed to any such person as is ascribed to mary it is impossible to grasp with the imagination what her personality has meant to the human race as is illustrated by the countless services in her honour the rosaries recited for her intercession and for her praise the invocations of her name in fact the place she occupies as a whole in the human consciousness her name runs through christian history as inextricably as the holy name of jesus itself there is not a circumstance in life not a situation not a crisis we might almost say not a joy or sorrow in which at one time or another mary has not been called to take a part until three centuries ago her image stood in practically every christian church throughout the world at the present day it stands in the vast majority of them and is slowly re-entering the rest to the catholic mind the thought of mary is united with the thought of jesus as inextricably as the two natures in christ since after all one of those natures comes from her we are told of course by protestant critics that this is exactly where we have erred that whereas jesus christ came to call all men directly to himself mary has been allowed to usurp his place 
it is unnecessary to answer this at any length since every catholic knows perfectly well that all the worship and honour given to mary are given with the sole object of uniting the worshipper with that blessed fruit of her womb whom she extends to us in every image whether as the child of joy or as the man of sorrows it is only those who are doubtful or at least doctrinally vague as to the absolute deity of christ who can conceive it even as possible for an intelligent christian to confound christ with his mother or to imagine the creator and the creature as standing even in the remotest competition one with the other as regards the question as to whether we do not learn more of jesus with mary than without her this is exactly the subject under discussion first then when we turn to the gospel that ground plan of god's designs for mankind we find that according to scale so to speak mary occupies a place of dignity beside jesus wonderfully proportionate to her place in the more explicit catholic system since whenever her son comes to the moment of human crisis whenever a new or startling and fundamental fact is to be revealed concerning him mary is at his side and is presented so to speak in a significant attitude the angel gabriel was sent from god to a virgin and the virgin's name was mary luke chapter one verses twenty six and twenty seven in such words the first actual step of the incarnation itself is described corresponding in an extraordinary manner to that first actual step in the process of the fall in both alike we see an immaculate maiden a supernatural messenger and a choice offered upon which the future shall depend in the one case eve's disobedience and love of self was preliminary to the sin by which the race fell in the other mary's obedience and love of god was preliminary to the process by which the same race was redeemed again as christ lies in bethlehem receiving for the first time as god made man the adoration of mankind it is mary who kneels beside him as christ through thirty years learns obedience as the son of man it is from mary that he takes his orders as he steps out into the world to begin that transformation of things common into things divine it is at mary's prayer that in token of his mission he turns the water into wine as he closes his ministry by that yet more amazing miracle to which all other of his signs pointed forward his own death upon calvary there stood by the cross of jesus his mother as centuries before eve the mother of the fallen had stood by that tree of death by which the first adam died whether then we turn to tradition 
that imperishable memory and mind of the church from which she brings out continually things new and old or to the written record of that life during which her whole treasure was committed to her care in either case we find alike that mary walks always with jesus that when we see him as a newborn child we can only find him with mary his mother when we adore him as man obedient as he would have us obedient it is in her house that he lives when we creep to the cross to wash ourselves in his precious blood mary is looking at us from his side for history too tells us the same that where mary is loved jesus is adored where mary the mother of his humanity is despised or slighted the light of his divinity goes out number two what is true of mary is true also of the saints that wherever jesus christ is adored as god there like flowers from the earth his friends spring up in their thousands that where his divinity is doubted or denied the tide of the supernatural sinks with it and further every catholic knows that the effect of devotion to the saints is devotion to their divine lover thousands have learned first to know and then to love jesus christ from his intimacy with his dear friends from their self-sacrifice for his sake from the manner in which his image has been reproduced in their lives translated from terms of his sacred humanity into terms of their fallen humanity for how is it possible to make friends with the friends of christ without seeking his divine friendship also which inspired them in what mode however is it possible to say that christ is present in his mother or in his saints he is not in them as in the blessed eucharist or as in the catholic church his body or as in the priest who supernaturally administers his eternal priesthood they have their lives he has his at the utmost is it possible to say more than that they are mirrors of the divine light in which we can see his perfections yet as we look at it it becomes plain that this is not all that he is in them as a flame is in a lantern that their lives are not mere imitations or reflections of his but actually manifestations of it the graces that they display are actually the same graces as those with which this sacred humanity was saturated their horror of sin is his the powers which they exercise are his they are the light of the world since there burns in them the supreme light of the world their life is hid with christ in god they have by the help of grace hewn at the stone of their human nature by mortification by effort by prayer even by the final strokes of martyrdom itself until little by little 
or all at once by sudden heroism there has emerged from the gross material not the angel of michelangelo not merely a copy of the perfect model but in a real sense that actual model himself it is he who has lived in them as really though in another manner as in the sacrament of the altar it is he who now appears in them in the culmination of their sanctity visible to all who have eyes to see certainly it is not he himself pure and simple since there still remains in every saint that film or glass of his own personal identity which god gave him and can never take away for it is exactly for the sake of this personal identity and for the service which it renders to the promulgation of christ upon earth that the saint has been created and sanctified to stare upon the sun unveiled is to be struck blind or at least to be so dazzled by excess of light as to see nothing in the saints therefore through their individual characters and temperaments as through prismatic glass we see the all-holy character of christ the white brilliancy of his absolute perfection not distorted or diluted but rather analyzed and dissected that we may understand it the better in the saint of penance it is his sorrow for sin that is made visible in the martyr his heroic passion for pain in the doctor of the church the treasures of his wisdom in the virgin his purity in mary herself the virgin the mother the lady of sorrows the cause of our joy in her pierced heart in her magnificat her immaculate conception we see gathered in one individual human person all the fullness and perfections of all the virtues and graces of which a single soul is capable thou art all fair o my love and there is not a spot in thee canticle of canticles chapter four verse seven here then christ comes to us extending himself in that court of his friends who stand about his throne upon his right hand stands the queen in gilded clothing herself a king's daughter and on every side in their orders those who have learned to call him friend conceived and born in sin yet who through many tribulations have first restored and then retained that image in which they were made and have so identified themselves with christ that it is possible to say of them that although they live it is now not they but christ that liveth in them galatians chapter two verse twenty to seek to separate christ from his friends to banish the queen mother from the steps of her son's throne lest she should receive too much love or homage this is a strange way to seek the friendship of him who is their all a mere individual friendship with christ in the heart shrinks to a poor isolated thing 
thin and loveless so far as it is possible for one to be loveless who however feebly and timorously seeks the love of christ as we see circle by circle in the splendour of catholic faith and practice new modes radiating out on every side in which we may learn to love our lord for he is present in them all though in each in its own way as the light of the sun is present in the midday blaze in the tender lights of dawn in the pool of water in the tawny glory of a sunset in the silver of the moon and the colour of the flower once learn that christ is all and not merely one among ten thousand that is he is all that there is no glory or grace anywhere that is not his no perfection that is not relative to his absoluteness no colour that is not an element of his whiteness no sound that is not in the scale of his music once that is to rise to what it is that we mean when we name him god once escape from that modern spirit of rationalizing away his deity in the hope of seeing his humanity and behold we find him everywhere we fear nothing except that which separates us from him since it is alien to him behold all things are yours and you are christ's and christ is god's 1 corinthians chapter 3 verses 22 and 23 end of part 2 chapter 8